Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's Books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's Books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey. Hi. Hi. What's up? How's that uh, Whole30 thing going on? Oh my with gosh. You? you know, here's the thing. When you do it, the first week is like, I got this. this yeah. There's no problem. Sure. What's going on? That What's, was last week, right? People such, yeah. So I, uh, when, so yesterday yeah. was the end of week one. Uh-huh. And now I'm starting to go, is this such a good idea? Yeah. I mean, so I am going to give blood on, in two days, which I think will be, a lot better than I usually do because I've been eating a lot of meat. So That's my good. Iron usually your iron be, is Yeah, so the iron's going to be up. I've yeah. been drinking a gallon of water every day, so my veins are, like, popping. Right. I got the, this thing You've going. You've been licking all the metal fences. Yeah. You should I be stopped good to eating apple yeah. chargers. I, like, I right. really got my... Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, that works. So you know, what I, you know what I've been working on? Huh. Uh, the Fat Witch Brownie Book. I'm working my way through all the brownies in that shut book. Shut your mouth. And they're so shut, good. Sh- shut your mouth. See, there's this restaurant called Fat Witch in, in New York, and they made this book of different kinds of brownies. And I've done four so far, and they've been great. How can you really make a variation of brownie other than nuts and no nuts? Isn't it amazing? But there are so many different kinds. There's, like, cocoa, and then there's, yeah. like, like baker's cocoa, but then there's baker's chocolate. There's the cakey kind versus the more fudgy kind. It's There's a whole uh, an array. A wonderful, delightful array that you can't... I just pictured Eat. taking my scale and smashing it across yeah. your head. But quick question, who are you? Uh, I am Kate the Deprived. Uh, Kate the Deprived. Hello, hello, Kate the Deprived. I am Betsy the Gleeful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and what? why are we here, uh, Miss Deprived? We talk about my sadness and no, my... that's not life. actually the purpose, but oh. it's just a byproduct. Really. So before we talk about uh, children's books yes. and what makes them... Classics or not, mm-hmm, uh, we mm-hmm. talk about how sad I am. Yeah, and that's just that's just a delightful. And then we talk really. about classic books and we rate them on a scale from one to ten uh-huh. as to how classicy classic they are mm-hmm. or whether how crappity crap crap they are. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, we uh, we get back to normal things that we like. That's nice. That right? sounds like a good podcast. Does it? I would listen to that podcast. I might listen for, like, the first five minutes, and then I'm like, yeah, But okay. what if it mentioned brownies? Wouldn't you want to listen more? The whole podcast would have to mention brownies. I can do that. Okay. I have that ability. All right, challenge I don't want to brag. Go for it. But I often think about... The entire... Brownies. So the entire time we review this book, you're going to have to bring up brownies somehow. You're See, the problem to- is, if this book that we were doing today was about one of those fairies that they call brownies... That'd I would be, be in like Flynn. Yeah, that'd be that too would easy. Be, that would be way too no, easy. No, your challenge is to somehow bring up brownies every. Uh... Yeah, and the problem. Yeah, you know what? I reject that challenge because uh, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> You're no fun. I just, I, you know, people are hooked by this point. They can't leave. They they're forced to listen to the rest of this podcast now. Really? Sure. Because you're going to accept that's the challenge. That's science, Kate. That's science. <laughs> it's I science. think I. I think I know a little something about science. It's. Uh, it's I uh, so. I do listen to the Radio Lab podcast. <laughs> 
But um, no, today's book does not have any brownies in it at all, but it does have delightful, delicious, cheesy snacks. So, eh? Nah. Yeah. But this was, uh, this was a suggestion from a, from a listener. I can't have um, cheese either, so. And uh, I don't know, I have no idea if you are familiar with this author, illustrator, or any of their books. So let's, let us find out and point out of the bag now. Here it is. Lily's Purple Plastic Purse by Kevin Henkes. Let's go. Yeah, that's how, how I pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced any which Hanks. way. I, I prefer Henkes. Um, and that's because that's how I've been pronouncing it for the past 20 years, and I'm not going to stop now. So, 20 even years. if he's. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that how old this book is? No, this book came out in 96, so it's much older than, than that. It's uh, 22. Exactly. <laughs> That's my. Yep. Does quick math in head. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 22. But I only discovered it two years after it came out. So, so twenty. Moving on. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with this book? No. Are you familiar with the creator? No. All right. Well, this will be very interesting then. Because so did uh, he write it and illustrate yes, it? Yes, he wrote and illustrated it. I wanted to say another word for illustrated in the past tense. I drew. I no. I wanted to say like, illustrude, for some reason. He did illustrate it. He illustrated yeah. it. Yeah. Why not? It's a term. <laughs> it's I science. just made up. It's science. It's science, which is the theme of not this book. Here you go. Okay. You go read that thing. Okay. It's good for you. While Kate introduces herself to the wild and wonderful world of Kevin Hankey's, uh, I've got a little behind-the-scenes fact about the man. Uh, now, this is true. Now, some people who write children's books come to it late in life. They have other careers, um, be it uh, designers, professional illustrators, uh, commercial illustrators, Magic the Gathering card artists, greeting card creators, what have you, they come to it a little late in life. Not the case with Kevin. In the case of Kevin, at the age of 19, he was systematically looking at the publishers of his favorite picture books, and he decided to choose the one that was creating the most books that he liked. And his choice was Green Willow, an imprint of HarperCollins. So, he up and went to New York City, with his little portfolio under his arm. And uh, he went up there and darned if the man has not been there ever since. He is very old school. In the olden days, you would get these illustrators who would sort of commit themselves to a single editor or a single imprint for a long period of time. It is far rarer today to find someone who does that. But Kevin does. And all power to him. That's what I say. All power to him. And we're back. Yes. Hello. Hello. You've read a book. Um, so, uh, yeah. What would you, you think there? So I learned about Lily's Purple Plastic Purse, which I think that's the wrong title. Really? Yeah. What title would you have given this? Not that. Okay. Because I would not read a book called Not That. Because. It's so. <laughs> not enticing to me. Really? I think Actually, it's a- now that I think about it, that yeah, would be incredibly were, enticing, you were a kid it? and the book was Not That. Not like, That. All right, Not now I gotta now I've gotta write that book. Yeah, uh, 
the old to-do list. It gets longer <laughs> every day. All right. I, I, I don't know. I feel like as soon as I read the title, I was like, okay, this is going to be like about a magic purse that does no. crazy things or... No. No, it's really not about the purse. Because it's the purse glasses and quarters. Right. As a set. No, they're a set. Yeah. And, and why, so why would you just exclude the purse in the title? Because the and purse makes the most, I mean, sense in the not, title. You can't say the purse... The glasses and the shiny, shiny quarters. I don't quarters. think it should, any of that should be included in the title. I don't. It should have just been called Lily. It should have been called something else, like... Um, to be fair, most of his books, not most, but many of his books do just have a person's name. Like Chrysanthemum, that's just a person's name. Um, Mr. Slinger's Revenge. Oh, now that... And his not re- really revenge, His is revenge it, yeah. is uh, accepting. Is yeah, yeah, exactly. Know? Kill him through kindness. That's yeah. Mr. Slinger's method. Forgiveness. Yeah. That's his, that's yeah. his revenge is forgiveness. Yeah. That's like the sickest it's like revenge. The, it's like the knife in the gut. Right? And then he's just like, I forgive you. And it's like, tweet. Yeah, and you're like, oh. Oh, Mr. Slinger, how could I stay mad at you? Come on, that's a good title, huh? Mr. Slinger's Revenge, I would read that book. And his weapon, forgiveness. But then it's, but then it's like... <laughs> But then, aren't you just taking the woman's name off the cover and giving it to a man? Aren't you just doing that a little bit? A little bit? A little bit? Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> I <laughs> like your honesty, kid. <laughs> Is that a problem? Um, <laughs> for some people, but yeah. I mean, we could call it uh, Lily's Undoing. Ooh, I like it. I can how about How about Lily Undone? Yeah, we can, we can do this all night. Lily, Lily, <laughs> Lily. Anyway, let's move on from the title There page. is a purse involved. We can say at least it's not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate, but it's not about the purse. It's the impetus, though. I mean, no, it's the not. The purse is just a placeholder. Right. The purse, the purse is the inciting incident. And because your daughter's name is Lily, it really throws mm. me off and there's two L's. Because I'm like. Me too. I'm like, that's not I'm right. like, it's a real bummer he misspelled her name every single page of this book. Uh. <laughs> You just cross. Girl, yeah, I know. White out. White out. Yeah, like it's like it's That's Mickey so weird. being like the printers in, just like kitchen, they yeah. screwed up every I know. edition. Seriously, do we not have copy editors <laughs> for exactly this type of thing? Well, and then you get to the dedication page yeah. where it's like these three little mice that are saying, "Wait for us." And the third one is not happy, and it's wearing a V on his shirt. And I was like, I remember what you said about the Berenstein Bears. Uh, the, the bully would always have their name yeah, yeah, on his yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, this one's got a V on his shirt. That must be the bully. No, I, I, I can tell you who those are. Um, they're from her previous book. So this was actually... Her? Yeah, she was in a book before this. Kevin? No, Lily. <laughs> oh, Lily was in a book before this gotcha. um, called Chester's Way. Uh, one of those three mice is Chester. And then uh, the other two are his friends. But she was a side character that was kind of brought in. And then she had this book, which became a massive hit. And everyone forgot about Chester. And to this day, if you say, hey, remember remember Chester's Way? The answer will be no. You could I have don't. asked me, do you remember Lily's purple plastic purse? And I'd say, no. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. She's not ubiquitous. But, but have you read Lily's Undoing? Oh, <laughs> no, but I want to. That's like the YA version of this book, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's totally going to be the villain that's of the, the villain book. book. Yeah, it's going to be. No. Yeah, no. That, did, that didn't happen. Yeah. You know who the villain of the book is? 
Lily. Yeah, yeah, her own self. Yeah. Her own self is the villain. But the first couple pages are just Lily, uh, you know, it's just the narrator saying the different kinds of things Lily like at, likes at school. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, a lot of these I liked at school, too. Yeah. I liked sharp, pointy pencils. Sure. Not, Who doesn't like sharp, pointy pencils? Right? It says, uh, Lily loved the privacy of her own desk. I liked that as a kid, too. Like, I did, too. This is my space. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put all my crap in here. Like, it's gonna yep. be... Anyway, and then... It says she loved the fish sticks and chocolate milk every Friday in the lunchroom. And I was like, I like chocolate milk too until the first grade when I drank one and it was all curdled. <gasps> I oh, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I haven't drank chocolate milk since. No. So, but, the, but most of all, she loves her teacher. She's obsessed with this guy. Like, but let me tell Who, you. Okay, I'm sorry. Who would not be? I mean, I'm obsessed with this. This guy's awesome. He does seem on point. His attire, mm-hmm. his mustache. No, he commits to the like, bit. Yeah, he's got the open-toed, like, Birkenstocks. He's got the Birks. He's got the Birks on, He's yeah. got the... He prefers the, the chairs to be in a half-semicircle, you Okay, know? here's what I love about him. In so many real-world cases, and in so many books, the male teacher shows his goofiness from his tie alone. And he'll just wear, like, boring shirts with a tie... This guy, the tie is the least interesting part of Mr. Slinger. His shirts are insane. He's like the Miss Frizzle yeah. of, of mouse male teachers. Yeah. yeah. But the, so Lily likes her teacher so much, she comes home and she pretends to be her teacher. And she wears Groucho glasses when she does that, which I love. Which is the cute. mustache is. I like similar. that the baby brother also wear, wears cowboy boots. Oh, that's interesting. Why is Julius wearing cowboy boots? They, they both wear cowboy boots. This is so strange because I could have sworn that Julius is not introduced until the sequel to this book, Julius Baby of the World, which I loathe. Um, and yet here he is. Okay, I guess that book was a flashback. Hmm, that's very interesting. Okay, sorry. I, huh. And yes, he is wearing red cowboy boots. Yeah, he's just a little baby in cowboy he's boots. He's a baby in cowboy boots. What is cuter than that? So... So Lily will do all sorts of things to try and get her teacher's attention. She'll mm. raise her hand all the time. She'll voluntarily clap erasers. Now, is this, oh, a, that's, is this a book that yeah. can really relate now? No. Do kids uh, know They what... can't clap erasers because a lot of them have allergies, and the chalk dust is why most... Well, I'm not going to say all. By God, no means all. But many, many blackboards have been replaced with whiteboards for this very reason. You don't clap the whiteboard erasers. Maybe you do. I don't know. In sixth grade, I would be the one who would have to wipe down the chalkboard. Yeah, and it would always leave a streak. Didn't matter what you did. It was like, oh, I'm going to wash that, and uh, it's just all streaky now. We are so old. Yeah. (laughs) I remember when the boards were black, and you had chalk. That substance from the ground that you'd use to just draw it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So she gets, she goes shopping with her Grammy. Mm-hmm. Who buys her movie star sunglasses, complete with glittery diamonds and a chain, just like Mr. Slinger's. Three shiny quarters, because her parents couldn't cough her up another quarter for a whole to dollar. To be fair, I, my daughter's been begging me for a fourth quarter recently, and I've been like, at some point, you will get another quarter, but not today. Yeah, so. Really? Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, uh, and, that quarter. and then this... New purple plastic purse that played a jaunty tune when it when it was opened. What do you what do you think the tune was? I was gonna ask you that because oh. it is not mentioned anywhere what that tune is. Yeah, so we can kind of guess. My my guess would be do 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 do
like a techno version of Three Blind Mice. How would they go, Kate? Uh, can you do? Can you give me a, a cats and boots? You know what cats and boots is? I have no idea what cats a cat... and boots and cats and boots. Okay, and I can cats do that. Boots. Okay. okay, I did not know that was. I can do a waka chicka, but I, I didn't know that was <laughs> uh, cats a cat... and boots. Cats and boots and 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 boots and cats 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 and boots and Fine. We so, will move on. I can understand if that's the song that plays when her purse is Yeah, open, I would open that all the, the time. The teacher would be like, yeah, shut that up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, but if I, it was my purse, I would open it all the time. But I like what he, he teaches uh, the different kinds of cheese. That's very important. It is. What rhymes with mice. That's very important. Yep. He reads Stuart Little. I mean, yes. it's, he's got a theme going here. Oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's very He's very, specific. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's. They don't say what grade this is. I was going to assume first. It could be first. It could be second. If he's reading Stuart Little, then I'm thinking it's more like second, honestly. But, yeah. There's no evidence one way or another. But they are learning about uh, provolone cheese, which is very important. Yeah, that's pretty. See, that is important. Yeah. So, right. So she she can't contain her excitement about all of her new crap that she has. Yes. That she's like, look, everyone, look what I have. And the teacher says, yeah, give me, give me your stuff. I'm going to put it in the desk. You can get it at the end of the day. Right. And she's and just... And the betrayal of this. Yeah, she's just heartbroken. Her... And she oh. goes through in a nine-comic picture... Stages of grief? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, well, we, we have, you know, maybe there's denial at first, and then she... I don't think we ever get to acceptance, to be fair. No, well, not in this not stage. Maybe, not in this I mean, stage, yeah, It pretty yeah. much just goes straight to anger. Yeah, anger is a pretty And then we stay in anger for a long time. Yep. Is this... Yep. Now, you have kids. Is, oh, sure. Is this how it works? It depends. I'm, you know, I'm the parent. It's a very different process when you're angry at the parent versus the teacher who has betrayed you. Like, especially if it's a teacher that you love and have trusted and who has now betrayed you by not letting you do the thing you just want to do. Yeah. Um, so I think in this case, yeah, maybe. Um, if, it, if it was your parent, I think you'd just dwell in grief for a longer period of time, honestly. And then you do More anger. More grief. Less anger? Yeah. I believe I believe that's the equation. Interesting. Science! <laughs> so, she decides in her anger to write a note saying, big, fat, mean Mr. Sternling teacher, and she draws a picture of him, and he's got, like, you know, really claws. And, but here's what I'm surprised. She spelled thief correctly. She has. That's why I'm thinking second grade. That is very... I, I before even, E, except after C. Yeah, I don't even know if they could spell thief correctly in second grade. No, um, yeah, I should actually just go home and ask my daughter, who is seven, to spell the word thief. And I suspect it would be T-H-E-F, if, if asked. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe she has a lot of experience with thieves, and uh, that's why she spells it so well. Who so, knows? I don't know. So, she, at the end, it's the end of the day, mm-hmm. the teacher's like, oh, this is a beautiful purse, and these glasses are fabulous. Yeah. Too little, too late, Mr. Slinger. And, uh, As opposed and, to the purse. And that you should bring uh, everything to school tomorrow, but don't disturb the class. Right. And she takes her stuff, and she says, I don't want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And she huffs and puffs away. Mm-hmm. And then, on her way home, she opens up that purse and... <gasps> Mr. Slinger wrote a note, and he provided snacks, and he said today was a difficult day, and tomorrow will be better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. 
<laughs> no, it actually is. It is honest to God. That is actually a teary moment in a picture book. Oh. That phrase. Today was a difficult day. I'm tearing up as I'm saying. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be better. Let me tell you, when I saw the play version of this, and you get to that line, there's not a dry eye in the house. It's, it, yeah. And she is just, she, her stomach lurches, she starts crying. She yeah. feels awful because she realizes she was a... <clears throat> she made a, she made a, she, <clears throat> I, to quote Arrested Development, I've made a horrible mistake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs home, and she sits herself in her own time out yes, here. Yes, I love that. And for a while, at least. For a little while. Yeah. And then decides to write an apology letter mm-hmm. with a nice new note. Yep. Um, you know, and I like that in her little note, she accidentally kills some bugs with her cowboy boots. <laughs> she even writes, oops. <laughs> but she's really, 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 really sorry. She, she is. And she talks to her parents, and Lily's uh, father bakes some tasty snacks. I love it. That uh, the father does it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And, uh... And so, you know, Lily the next day gets to school early and gives the tasty snacks. Oh my gosh. What? Okay, I have read this book hundreds of times, and I have only just now seen that he has made a reference to an ancient comic strip called Crazy Cat. There is Ignat's mouse on their calendar. Oh my gosh, he knew Crazy Cat. Sorry, that is... George Harriman, people. That's a really bizarre thing for him to include. I would never think he would be a fan of Crazy Cat. Okay, moving on. Okay. Just so, right, so she gives the apology note and the snacks to the teacher, and the teacher reads the note, and then he tries the snacks, and his pupils just shrink down <laughs> to a pinpoint. <laughs> pin and I'm thinking, what are in these snacks yeah, that daddy, daddy made? Yeah, daddy made them. And he didn't make them for her. We'll yeah, I'm pretty that. sure they're yeah. like beer-soaked, bacon-covered cheese balls. Whoa. Yeah. But Beer-battered bacon. I can't and do then it, yeah. I thought, wait, no, that can't be right, because he gives them to the class. Oh, he does give them to the class. Okay, so eat. maybe they're not. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, I guess, just, maybe no one has ever made the poor just, man his own cheese Maybe snacks. they're like cheese balls with multiple kinds of cheese. Maybe there's like it. seasonings in there that really bring out the mm-hmm, flavors. Mm-hmm, better. mm-hmm. I just really want cheese right now. Clearly. <clears throat> I should have warned you about yeah. the cheese. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I did say there were snacks. But, uh, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, she, well, you know, throughout the day, she'll, like, tuck everything into her desk, but once in a while, she'll peek in her desk to see her stuff. But she learns, and, and, every, and she's happy, and everyone's happy, and everything, you know, the next day was better, and, mm-hmm. and everything's great. And I guess uh, she learned to apologize make amends, admit when she's wrong. Yes. And uh, and I think this is also a good teaching point of, like, uh, when to cool down mm-hmm. before you do something mm-hmm. you might regret. So I had a fear on handing this book to you that uh, you would classify Lily in the same category as Eloise, as Madeline. No, because she uh, apologizes. She, so I wondered if that would, would play a role. Yeah, yeah of she course. She does apologize. No she one learns. told her what you did was wrong. Right. No one had to tell her she was wrong. She learned herself That is an wrong. interesting point. And um, feels regret, which I don't believe, at least in the first Madeline, she does not feel regret. And in... Eloise, she doesn't feel regret. And I feel like I'm missing 
a female brat character when I say this, but uh, it's pretty much just Eloise. Well, let's just go. With, let's go with the boy from the Giving Tree who. It, sure. it feels regrets, but I don't think they have anything to do with his treatment of the tree, so... Right. Right. It's more self-regret than anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like the fact that no one had to teach her... You know, it wasn't her parents sitting her no. down and saying, Oh, no, this is mm-hmm. why what you did this was This is not wrong. a Berenstain Bears book. No. Yeah. She learns it on her own, which I think is a great thing to, what, teach other kids that you yourself can yeah. identify... Empathy. In a way, sort of. Um, I don't know. Not really. Actually, <laughs> uh, scratch that. Scratch that. Uh, what would the term for that be? Um, I don't know. Identification. Identification. Sure. Sure. Yeah. To a so yeah. So I, I I like that. I think this is a, a it's a nice book to teach. Um, you know when to calm down when you're angry. How to handle things that make you upset mm-hmm. when things don't go your way. You know, life's not perfect, and the next day might be better, which is True. just True. a nice. I think it's a nice message. That is, you know, I do a version of that. Um, though my version that I tell my kids tends to be, everything looks bad at night, and everything's better in the morning. But this is probably a, a more elo- elegantly, eloquently phrased nice. uh, term. Ooh, double yes. E. I was, I was, I worked hard on that for the for that <laughs> half a, a second there where there was a pause. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. I could not say it again. So, um, yeah, so this book, uh, I remember I had that poll of the top 100 yeah. picture books. Now, this poll was back in 2012. I have to couch this to a certain extent. It came in at number 11. Um, it almost broke the top what? 10. Yeah. It's that popular? It's that popular. I've never heard of this. Well, do you know why you've never heard of this? No. There is no television show. There are no movies. In There's no, no way. television show or movies for Hungry Caterpillar or Goodnight Moon. Um, but they're not character. I mean, I guess the Hungry Caterpillar. But Hungry Caterpillar has 500 different versions of his book. There is the board book. There is the puppet book. There's right, the so... braille book. There's the puzzle. There's the... Hungry Caterpillar's face has been plastered on... Like, there's literally a, a Eric Carl Museum where all that it is is but a this caterpillar. But this. My kids have a caterpillar well, I guess this umbrella. Has a series. It's a series to a certain extent, but he's never marketed her. He could have easily. He could he could have sold the rights years ago, and I suspect he's held on to them because not a single Kevin Hankey's character or book has ever been made into a movie, has ever been made into a TV show. Um, he could have a TV show easily called Lily and Friends, which was all the characters, like, it could be Wemberly from Wemberly Worried, it could be, uh, you know, it could be Lily, it could be Chester, it could be, you know, all these characters, like, in one TV show, because they've done that with Ezra Jack Keats and the Snowy Day guy, um, but they've never done it, A, I suppose, because he's alive, uh, and B, because apparently he just doesn't want to do it. Um, now it has been turned into Weston Woods films, which are basically just the book turned into a little short film, but that doesn't count. And, uh, it was turned into a musical. It was three Lily books, yeah, three Lily books crammed together into a single musical, which was eh. It was fine. It was no Frog and Toad, but it was okay. But yeah, no, this is why you've never heard of her. Um, she's really only known to teachers and librarians who then give them to the kids, and the kids grow up, and the kids love them, and so on and such. 
there's not much to talk about with it then as a result. Is I that, don't know. I spent like a good 20 minutes. No, no, like, I know. Through. I know. I'm just talking about like in the greater culture. You know, usually I can like pull out like, there's this crazy version of it here. And uh, children's books made horrific, did it here. Yeah. There's nothing like that with yeah. this. The closest thing I could find. Yeah, I don't think it's popular. I think you're, you, you say Dude, it's popular. it was number 11. Yeah. You mention this to any children's literature person, they will know. I can't remember the title. Lily Purse. Yeah, that's good enough. You say that, they'll get it. Yeah. Lily Purse. Lily's Purple Plastic Purse. It is fun to say. Just say... It's like a purple people eater, but it's a purple plastic purse. Okay. And then she picks some pickles. Yeah, okay. All right. She picks a pick of them. All right. So uh, the only place I could find anyone talking about it in any way, shape, or form was on the site Teaching Children's Philosophy. Um... Which is a delightful website. Isn't it more like teaching kids ethics? Nope, philosophy. Okay. I know. I would have actually. I would have argued the same thing. Um, but it says at one point uh, that on the topic of authority, one of the major aspects of discussion involves political philosophy. Political philosophy deals with why and how a government has authority and how they are to exercise it. The topic which emerges in this book is the authority that the Mr. Slinger, I love that he's called the Mr. Slinger, the Mr. Slinger has over his students, which we can think of as a smaller scale type of government. The question set for this part of the discussion focuses on the existence and justification of authority. Most accept that Mr. Slinger has the authority to tell Lily, but why does the reader accept this? Oftentimes, in order for authority to be legitimate, the authority figure needs the consent of the people he has authority over. But we do not see Lily consenting to Mr. Slinger as an authority figure. So how did he get it? And it goes on from there. Um, I would disagree with a lot of things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm a little... Teachers, no doubt, have authority over their own class. Who are we to say how they... Whether they should or should not have authority over their own class. I mean, they're equating a, a teaching classroom with a political government. With a government, yeah. Where the officials are elected. The children did not elect this teacher. Right. And even if they had... Well, it, she would have, for sure. I yeah, mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't know and if I by want... by the end of the class, like, everyone was like, we want to be teachers. So maybe they right. would, too. But, exactly. But, no, it's... Of course she accepts him as the authority. Right. What, what is the alternative? Well, exactly. I mean, there's no, what, just anarchy and you just rule the classroom without him? I mean, No, he's going to teach that class no matter what you do. And he's going to have to exercise some control and restraint over the students, particularly when they upset his lesson plan that he's clearly worked very hard on because Camembert is a very hard (laughs) genius to teach. And (laughs) it's... Anyway, I'm not even going to touch that one. But I mean, come on. So, yeah. I, Spelled weird. And it is teaching her, look, you can't do whatever you want right. whenever you want. Exactly. And it's better she learns that now than when she's older. Well, exactly. I mean, that's... So, whatever. If From the beginning, it should be I mean, they, they not philosophy. And they go on they, as well, and they're like, would there ever be a situation in which the student had authority? And no. Like, the answer is no. <laughs> Move on. Next. Next question. I'm glad we... we, we uh, Cleared that one up. Uh, so ratings time. Ratings time. La da di da di da la di da. This is tough for me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's tough because to me, I've never heard of this before. That's not the issue. So I can't. You're wrong there. So yeah, right. we can just. I mean, this is discount just, that opinion. This is like if any someone off the street wrote this book and he handed it to me, I'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. I like what it teaches. I especially yep. like that the main character gets to the conclusion herself. 
Um, I'm all about the teacher. I mean, he's a cool guy, I think. And what he did was a really good thing for him to do. He could have, you know, sent her to the principal's office. Mm -hmm. He could have told her parents. Mm -hmm. But instead he said, today was a bad day. Tomorrow will be better. Yep. You know, he didn't say this goes on your permanent record. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't like the drawings. Really? No. What? No. This comes out now? (sighs) Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't impressed from the very first Well, page. he's not doing, like... I'm not impressed with the title. He can do elaborate watercolors it's, if you want him to do, but he's he's doing a very straightforward I don't like the fact style. that it's, like, a purse. It's you don't mer- like the mat- little tiny details that he, like, hides all over the... No, 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 I like the, the little, details. The little offshoot. But I don't like how it's illustrated. Really? You don't like, like, the little side eyes? You don't... I mean, the expressions on the faces are... Fantastic. It's just not my Alright, it's not your cup of tea. It's not yeah, your cup of tea. It's, it's, yeah. Alright. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just not for me. Alright. All right. Fair. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I I mainly just like the lesson. Mm-hmm. The story is Well, meant, the writing is but the, great. But the lesson is what I like more oh, okay. than anything. So, I'm, I would have to say a 5.5. Okay. I think that's fair. And I waver between a 6.5 and a 7. Um, I may trapes over to the seven side uh i don't do many sevens and i certainly don't do many 6.5s but i think it's more worthy of a seven i think i do like the art um it is a more cartoony style than a lot of the books that we've done um something you can get away with in a in a more contemporary picture book uh i like her character i like the lesson but i like the writing too um and i do feel it's a classic I do feel it's, I don't feel it's like the most classic classic. Would I put it number 11 on the list? I would not have. Um, but I think do What think number would you put it on the top 100 list? On the top 100 list, I would have made it 35. Alright. So, if we equate 35, no, what's not? That's yeah. math. That's math. <laughs> Get thee back, Satan. Um, <laughs> let's just go with a seven because that's a number that I know. Okay. And I can count to it. So with my 5.5, your seven, that's a classic. That's a classic. Hey, hey, since we've done a classic. That's true. I feel like we've done like five non We've had a lot of wah, wah, wahs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I figured, you know, and I didn't know which way you were going to break on this because I was like, she could just think this is, you know, Bratinsky, you know, part three, but... I mean, no, I, I'm a little worried about how materialistic she is. Well, she's a kid. Oh, they're, they're pretty. Yeah. yeah. But it's a plastic purse. Right. You know, it's all right. That plays uh, techno music. Yeah. So. I like that. Cats and boots. Cats and boots. Cats and boots. Awesome. They'll come out on our next album. Yeah, exactly. All right, letters. Oh boy, we had a whole, we had a whole slew of them. Oh, nice. And um, some of them having to do with a topic that did not come up in our last podcast, but was discussed on my blog when I did the source notes. So Amelia Bedelia. Yeah, good old Amelia Bedelia. Um, I didn't really notice it at the time, but then when I was making the the show notes and putting them on my blog. I noticed that there was a quotation on the book flap of the original. And the quotation, the horn book, um, is a is a children's review journal. It's been around a very long time. It's, it's almost austere. They do very good articles and things like that. Their quote on the book flap read, 
America's most lovable maid since Hazel. All right, Kate, who's Hazel? Is that a witch? No. <laughs> it's a maid. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I put on my blog, who's... who the freaking heck is Hazel? Yeah. And why is Hazel being cited here? I was like, this must be some obscure children's book character I've never heard uh, of. I don't know. Is no. I'm still gonna go with witch. Uh, that well, yeah, witch hazel. I would, I would have gone with you on that. So the Ohio Library Council's Intellectual Freedom Committee had an opinion on the matter. What? Well, they're they, on. They the, contacted you. Yeah, they're on the Twitter, and they said, um, <laughs> they, 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 they linked me to basically uh, there was a comic strip. Back in the day, and it was about Hazel. It's, and here's the description. As the Baxter's feisty live-in maid, Hazel's job may be serving the family. But what she dishes up best are quick-witted barbs, especially at the expense of the Baxter's guests. Uh, there is, and I'm going to diverge onto a side topic very quickly. Uh, on one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Steven Universe, there is a fake TV show that they like to watch on that show called Little Butler where the catchphrase is, you people have too much money. Uh, that is what this is, as far as I can tell. This is what Hazel... Hazel is then turned into a TV show, as I was informed uh, by Sharon, who wrote in. And she said that she was a character um, on a show starting in 1961, played by Shirley Booth. And I was like... Oh, okay. No, I do know what you're talking about now. Wait, what? Do you? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so you never worried or wondered who Hazel was, but now I've cleared it up for everybody. Oh, goody. Yeah, but Hornbook, what are you doing quoting comic strips and television characters? That was a little pop culture for you. I'm a little disappointed in you. Come on. Austerity. We count on you for that. Uh, next, we talk about dusting powder. Yes. Now in Amelia Bedelia. I asked you what's dusting powder. And I said I don't. You said it's uh, the makeup. Yeah, it's the makeup on the powder. Well, I was was half right. Uh, So Linda wrote in and she said, dusting powder was used on the body, not the face. Check out Vanessa Redgrave in the movie The Gathering Storm. She plays Clementine Churchill and uh, is seen using dusting powder on her arms. Now, I responded, what? (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you dust your arms? Sweat? <sighs> You're way ahead of me. Is yes. that it? Before air conditioning and, def- um, and definitely the generation born in the late 19th, early 20th centuries, uh, it was a very light amount and took care of some of the glow. Yes. So right. that was Well, it's the same why. Way reason you do it on your face is to not, I guess, to not yeah, be shiny. To not be shiny, yeah. 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 No, no. You're totally right. That was the reason why. And then finally, we got one from listener Cassidy who wrote some lovely things. She said, uh, I started listening to your and Kat's... Well, she said Kate. Your and Kate's podcast last that's, year. That's my name. Yeah. That, that is your name, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I knew who you are. Um, <laughs> anyway, she said she, she started listening last year and look forward to the episodes every week. You've done so many of my personal faves, including In the Night Kitchen and King Bidgood's in the Bathtub. Oh, okay, wait, hold on. That's the penis one and the... Uh... The little wars happening. Naked man in a tub is how and, and, I like oh, to think of like it. Oh, and the different, like, five kinds of pie. Was that the bathtub one? No, that was Harold, but, you no, know. No, no, there's, like, five different kinds of Oh, uh, I suppose cakes there is, and, but they don't yeah. actually say it out loud. That's yeah, what I remember. See, nine kinds of pie, five kinds of cake. Yep. You're, that's right. 
Um, she says, so fun to listen to, and I feel like I'm right there with you guys. Looking forward to you doing a hankies. I'm sure there's one on your to-review list. Oh, so, so she was the actually the entire reason uh, mm. that I did a hankies. And then she made a very good suggestion for a Halloween book, so uh, that is a thing to consider. Cool. Yeah, right. So... so yeah. This is this is all her fault. This is totally her fault. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Cassidy. Thanks. <laughs> we liked it a lot and we made it a classic. Gosh, Ugh. you should like recommend more. I know, jeez. Right? Seriously. No, really do it. Yeah, please actually. We're running out of ideas. Um <laughs> Grown Up Things We Like. Right. You want yeah. to, well, I went first last time. Okay. You Mine's go. a cheery one. Okay. It's an Iranian foreign language film from two thousand and twelve called The Separation. <sighs> About a couple that is... I'm so uh, glad you're going first. <laughs> yeah, a couple is divorcing, except not really, except sort of. And we thought, you know, my husband and I, had, we'd had that on, you know, that Netflix queue? Yep. And it's in there for literally years. And yep. you're like, I'm going to get to sometime. We actually saw one of those films because it had been recommended a long time ago. And I was in that mood where I was like, I will watch anything. And he was like, testing me. He was like, do you want to watch an Iranian foreign film on divorce? So I was like... I will do it! And so we did. And uh, it was great. It was really, really good. It really wasn't about the divorce. It was uh, about the culture and it's contemporary and it's utterly fascinating. The acting is amazing and it's super sad. Super duper sad. Uh, it's basically about parents screwing over their kids um, who can't do anything about it. So two thumbs up. Uh, great acting, <laughs> great film. Just don't watch it if you want, let's say, Easter Parade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went to a Renaissance fair. Oh, did you? Do, 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 do. Yeah. So I, that was my impression of Renaissance music. Yeah. No one could see that. No, nope. I'm sure they. they I got did the that. pan yeah. flute and everything. Anyway, yeah, I held so up a turkey leg, but nobody saw that either. Yeah. I ate a turkey leg. Did you? And how was that? So I went leg? to the Bristol Renaissance Fair, which is the number one Renaissance fair in the nation. Nation. Where is this? Kenosha, Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a Minnesotan accent, but all right. Well, you know, Kenosha. They <laughs> sure, kinda, they're kind of near each yeah. other. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and so one of the things that uh, I really liked at the Renaissance Fair was there was a little shop that sold board games, um. which I was like... I've never seen this at a Renaissance fair before, but then again, I haven't been to a Renaissance fair in a long time. I haven't been to one in a long time, too. So I popped in, and I saw they had some games that I already have, and they were like, oh, have you ever played this? Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. And then they showed me this staffer's pick, and I was Ooh. like, what is this? And they are like, oh, you've never heard of it? I'm like, no! So it's called The Red Dragon Inn uh, mm. by Slugfest Games, and it's kind of like... You and your mates have just finished killing some ogres and whatever else have you, and now you're back at the bar, um, and you're going to kick back a few drinks. And, uh, you try and, uh, stay pretty much sober and, and cognizant of what's going on around you for as long as you can, and outlast everyone else. And when they pass out, you take their gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and it's fun because there's so many expansions to this game that you could have, you know, 20 people be 20 different characters at once and play it all together. And there's like game, there's, you know, you can gamble within the game. So it's a game within the game. It's, it's a fun, it's, and my favorite part is that they have like these expansion characters that you can add into the main game. And one of the expansion characters is named Pookie. Pookie <laughs> is the rabbit from... Uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. 
Wait, how do you know that? Because that's what they based it on. Uh, it's supposed to be this sweet oh, little I see. rabbit oh, that's, I see. that's uh, connected to a wizard. And remember Tim the wizard? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. Tim. So this rabbit is, you know, it, it's very mild and calm. And then as things happen to him, he gets more psychotic and he gets a little crazy. So. Rabbits are crazy. I've always felt that way. I just like his they name is Pookie. Him. But yeah, Pookie's a good name. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like a combination of like D&D kind of, but with... Are you familiar with the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern? No. Okay, very funny podcast where it takes place entirely in an inn. Um, and it's a guy from our world who has accidentally fallen to this fantasy world interviewing just whoever happens to come into this inn. Hmm. It's been going on for long seasons. The world building is insane and it's very funny. And the first episode holds up, which you can't always say for a popular podcast. Hmm. So, uh, But that it reminds me of your, of your thing. Yeah. I like that. So we're going to play that sometime. All right, I will play that game. Cool. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. So, uh, so Lily... Purple... Lily's Undoing. So Lily's yeah. Undoing is yeah. a classic. Classic. And will be renamed shortly. Yes. Yeah. And it needs to include brownies. Oh, nice. Thank Look you. at you, like, wrapping that you off, like tying that? it together. You like that? That's good. That's right. good. Good night, folks. All right, I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our purple people eater is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.